Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. You're listening to the Qalam Podcast. Alhamdulillah, since last Ramadan, over 4 million people have benefited from, listened to, and downloaded the Qalam Podcast. Tens of thousands of people have benefited from and learned from the various classes, intensives, and seminars that Qalam provides. And inshallah, this Ramadan will be providing even more beneficial content, lectures, and programming for people all around the world, free of any cost or charge to them. In order for us to keep doing this work, we need your support, we need your help, we need you to be our partners in this Sadaqah Jariyah. Please go to supportqalam.com. That's support, Q-A-L-A-M, supportqalam.com, and provide your most generous support. Millions of people all around the world are insha'Allah, bi'idnillah, going to benefit from all of this work, and this will be your sadaqah jariyah for the eternal life of the hereafter. We really appreciate having you as part of the Qalam team and supporting us in this work, this mission, this cause. Jazakumullahu khairan. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillahi wa kafa wa salamun ala ibadihi ladhin astafa. Khususan ala sayyidi rusuli wa khatim al-anbiya. There was a prominent Tabu'ut Tabi'i, which refers to the generation following the successors, the companions of Rasulullah, the successors, the Tabi'i, and then the generation that followed them. There was a prominent Tabu'ut Tabi'i by the name of Muhammad ibn al Wasi' al Azdi. He was, he was one of the students of Muhammad ibn Sidin, the prominent scholar and also known for his mastery in dream interpretation. And this Muhammad ibn al-Wasi' was actually also a teacher for the prominent and famous scholar Sufyan Athori. He was a righteous person and was accepted by the scholars of his time as a trustworthy narrator. They would refer to him as a thiqah rabi, that he was someone that was reliable, his narrations were accepted. Out of his caution for narrating hadith and the potential sin that would result in carelessly narrating hadith, he chose to narrate very few narrations. Ali ibn Madini ta'ala says that Muhammad bin Wasi' al-Azdi has a total of 15 riwayat compared to other narrators who narrate so many, he chose to narrate few, not because he didn't have more knowledge, because there was fear. That what if I attribute something to Rasulullah Similar to Sayyidina Abu Bakr as-Siddiq who chose to destroy his own documents of knowledge because he feared that a false attribution may occur to Rasulullah He spent his life in worship, but also was someone that was very conscious and aware of his spiritual state. He would say that if sins had a scent, if they had a smell, no one would ever be near me in my life because I'm aware of my spiritual state. The beautiful thing about the Salaf and the scholars of the past 
They didn't boast over their small, broken, deficient deeds and were constantly worried about accountability for the sins they committed. In today's world, it's the exact flip. We are very confident over our good deeds and have no regret or remorse when it comes to the wrong that we do in our life. One time someone came to Muhammad bin Wasiq and said to him, كيف أصبحت يا أبا عبد الله? How's it going today? He responds back, أصبحت قريبا أجلي بعيدا أملي سيئا عملي. Today's morning, I've come closer to death. Today, I am further from hopes. I'm drawing away. All those dreams that I had, they're, being, they're drifting away from me. And I have continued to engage in a life of sin. What face will I show to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? When he was in his final illness, people began to visit him. He was a great scholar passing away. There was a prominent saying among the people that as long as Muhammad bin Wasi' al-Azadi is alive, khayr will remain among us. Allah's protection is with us. His leaving will be a big harm to the ummah. It will be a massive loss. So when he was in his final moments, people from everywhere came to visit him and sit with him. When the crowds grew, he said to one of his servants, أَخْبِرْنِي مَا يُغْنِي Tell me, how will all of these people benefit me when I stand in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? What are these people going to do? Not one person here will be able to help me in any way at all. Possibly he was referencing the ayat of the Qur'an. يَوْمَ يَفِرُّ الْمَرْءُ مِنْ وَأُمِّهِ وَأَبِيهِ وَصَاحِبَتِهِ وَبَنِيهِ That on that day everyone will have a concern that will make them unconcerned of other people. They won't have any thought for other people. And the closest, your own spouse, your child, your brother, people who have sworn life to you in the hereafter, there will be no, no avail at all. The people that you lean on, the people who know that if I'm sick, if I'm hungry, I can call mama. No matter how old I am, I can call mama and tell her mama I'm not feeling well. And even if mama's not there to give me that pill, she'll still make dua for me. You know, in Urdu there is a line such a debt that I can never pay back in my life that until I don't return home my mother remains in prostration awaiting me praying to her Lord that I hope my son returns back safe and sound so he says how is any of this going to come any avail and mean anything in the hereafter he then went on to make dua to Allah Allahumma inni astaghfiruka min maqami su'in qumtuhu. Oh Allah, I seek forgiveness from you in every immoral place I set foot on. Wa min kulli maqadi su'in qa'atuhu. And every place of disobedience I sat. Wa min kulli madkhari su'in dakhaltuhu. Wa min kulli makhraji su'in kharajtuhu. Wa min kulli amali su'in amiltuhu. Wa min kulli qawli su'in qumtuhu. That any evil place I've entered, any evil place I've exited, any evil statement I've uttered, any evil action I've done, Ya Allah, it's all weighing down on me. Those sins have fallen in time and they are presenting themselves in front of me. Wherever I look, my sins are in front of me because I know I disobeyed you, Ya Allah. It was not small. 
on his deathbed, he's making this dua. Allahumma inni astaghfiruka min dhalika kullihi. I'm sorry for all of it. Aghfiru li, so pardon me. Wa atubu laka min. I'm turning to you regarding my sins. Wa alayya. So accept my turning to you. Wa alqi ilayka bis salami qabla an yakuna lizama. I turn to you, so accept my repentance and call me on to you with peace before the inevitable. Allow me to be back to you as a servant whose repentance is accepted. Fudala bin Dinar says that I was there when Muhammad bin Wasiq passed away. And as the soul was leaving his body, one of the family members began to cover his face out of respect. They started covering him a little so people wouldn't see his facial expressions in those final moments. And the last words he heard him saying, Marhaban bi malaikati rabbi. Welcome to the angels of my Lord. I've been waiting for you. Wala hawla wala quwata illa billah. There is no might or ability, power, but with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Fudala. Uh, one of his other students, he narrates, he says that in those final moments, I heard him saying, Ya ikhwata, tadruna ayna yudhabbi, yudhabbi wallahi, wallahi ladhi la ilaha illa hu ila nar o ya'fu anni. Before he passed away, he said to his companions, do you have any idea where I am being taken? By the one, there is no God other than him. Either I will be taken to the fire of hell, or Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will pardon me. These are the righteous. These are the salaf. And today as we live with the righteous, we reflect on their remorse and their regret. How their sins were real in front of them. Do not mix remorse over your sins with Catholic regret and Catholic remorse. Where you are drowning in your sin and there is no way for you to exit the state of sin that you are in unless you go to a priest and you confess. In Islam, we don't have that. In Islam, how you redeem yourself from your sin is with regret and remorse, you turn to Allah. This is how we handle it. You don't need to go, any, you don't need to, go to any human being. You turn to Allah And never forget your sin. When you're doing istighfar and you're just saying those words without reflecting over anything and just spinning through your tasbih, you have to realize there is a spiritual illness that is manifesting in that moment that you're not even reflecting while you're saying sorry to Allah. Truly shaitan has casted a veil between you and your disobedience to Allah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us to learn from their lessons. And may Allah Azza wa Jal allow us to seek forgiveness and tawbah from our sins while we live. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala not let one of us be unforgiven. That every one of us is immersed in the mercy and forgiveness of Allah Azza wa Jal. Wa sallallahu ta'ala ala Muhammad. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.